episode number 35 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, we've got a fantastic episode this week. We do, TRS and Friends this week. It's like a a birthday party as well as a Tartan Running Shorts festive party as well. So, um, will we go around the table and introduce everyone? Well, everyone, let's say hello everyone. Hello! So, where do we start? Well, let's start on your left. Right, Cameron. Cameron's tracking to my left. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. Thanks. Good stuff. Right, so, um, Cameron, this was, you've already been in the episode, so there's not really much to... <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> next. <laughs> Just refer to episode number, what number were you on? 29. Tw- 29. So anyone, if you want to know about Cameron, go episode number 29. Boost your stats. Uh, but anyway, a little bit about Cameron. Um, I asked for a fun fact. Cameron never gave me a fun fact. So, uh, however, he, he does say uh, he's got. A, he used to have a wrestler's adi- uh, addiction. So, so there you go. Um, so yeah. So probably his greatest achievements in running is probably pulling himself together after seven years of being a bum and getting himself in shape to run reasonably fast again. Very modest, Cameron. But um, but yeah, like I say, Cameron, you've had a fantastic season. Really good to see you back in the game. He's sporting his reindeer jumper on today as well. Yeah, so, uh, fantastic. Yeah, good effort. <laughs> and uh, we have Kenny Wilson. How you doing, Kenny? Good, thanks. Good. Right, do you want to kickstart his achievements? Or will I? Right, well, just in a brief, briefly, ca- Kenny. almost called you Cameron there, sorry. Um, so, representing Scotland at four road races and a fantastic PB of 49.43 for second place at the Scottish 10-mile championships this year. So... Fantastic result. Really good season you're having so far. Fun fact for, for um, Kenny, he always wanted to be a Formula One driver when he was a kid. So you're just a Formula One driver on the on the, race, the running track now. But, ah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so excellent. Right, who have we got next? We have Kenny. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we have, well, so, well, we have, so we have Miles Edwards, uh, former... Scottish 1500 metre champion in what year was that Miles? 2015 2015 on home turf to out uh, kick Andy Butcher um, M- uh, Miles is uh, let me scroll through Carl's notes here <laughs> Miles is 30 years old Miles uh, studied journalism Miles went to Kenya in 2011 for the first time he's been 15 times in total and he now works full time for the fantastic Timber Edwards Foundation, which supports kids um, in, in Kenya, building schools and, and houses. Running-wise, we've um, obviously you've moved off the track in the last few years. We're seeing you a bit of an injury, bit of injury in the last few years, but hopefully getting you back into 10K action and even longer, we'll see. Fingers crossed. So we need to get Miles on the show soon to elaborate further. But for now, Miles' fun fact is that after he was born, he was travelling back from hospital for the first time. His parents took him past the Heidelberg Cross Country at Balgownie. So he was destined to be a runner. Yeah. Lovely. One, one other question while we're on the subject to you, Miles. Miles, why, why Miles? I think my dad wanted to call me kilometres, but Miles was the substitute. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, Miles. Really good to have you on the show. Um, and Nicola. How are you doing, Nicola? Fine, thank you. Good. Thank you for coming on. And... Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're also a, an, an, another listener of the show. <laughs> I think this is all the listeners of the <laughs> shirts in one room. Except so. Kenny, who clearly yeah. does listen. 
we'll come on to that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a few weeks behind. Uh, we, as, as we, um, we all requested that the, the guests um, wear a Christmas jumper, Kenny was the only one not to, to wear a Christmas jumper. However, he was the furthest travelled, so we allowed him into yeah, the, the Tom and Fiona Bryan household. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Nicola, back to you. So, Nicola, you've, uh, what a fantastic bio you've got. Um, amazing PBs, uh, 800 metre PB, 205, 1500 metre PB, 411, 3000 metres on the track, 904, 5k on the road, 1647, 10k on the road, uh, 3358. I remember that one fairly. <laughs> <laughs> I was witnessing it as, and while you were a little bit in front of me there, I see a little bit. I think it's mentioned a few times. <laughs> I think it was about a minute in front of me. Uh, 10 miles, your PB is 58.46. Um, you've been included within the top 22 all-time senior women's Scottish rankings for 1,500 metres, 3,000 metres, 10k uh, on the road as well. Uh, 12 Scottish vests ranging from 1,500 metres to 10 miles. <gasps> and Scottish outdoor 1,500 metre champion 2006-2007. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, she won the... The Gary 10k in 2008, 10 years ago, in 33.58, beating all the men and uh, myself included. So, <laughs> I did come first meal though, and second. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, yeah, so, and also your fun fact uh, you're included within the Scottish team running a 4 by 1500 metre world record attempt shown live on Sky Sports TV and also breaking the British record. Wow. wow. I didn't when see was that? that? 2007. Wow, does that record still stand? Who was the team? Um, myself, um, Hayley Ovens, Susan Scott mm. and Freya Murray, now Ross. Wow. I don't know if it still stands or not. But that, that's <laughs> definitely the funnest fact so far. That, that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it must still start, I don't remember. I think it must still, because it's yeah. a very unusual distance, but the Irish team won. But I'm Good thing you think them had that world record in the men's. Oh, did he? Yeah, 4 yeah. by 15. Very really? surreal, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ah, no, there we go. Great starts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, right, I'm not, my wife is next. Um, I wouldn't even so go to me she... after this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Rubbish. Debbie didn't um, send in her fun fact or a bio, so. Um, so you're going to do it off my heart, then? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, uh, this is pressure here. Um, but uh, she has been on the show uh, very briefly. When was that? It was a few, few no, episodes. Balls, ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to do it for me? <laughs> it's okay. I'll do it. I can do it. So Deb, Debbie is uh, <laughs> Debbie is a leading uh, international triathlete. Uh, Debbie's well, Debbie's most recent uh, success has been a, a fantastic fourth place at the Challenge on Mile Half. Uh, sorry, Ironman distance event. Um, Debbie, you hold now. Let's we'll stick on triathlon for now. You're the Scottish sprint distance, standard distance. Champion, have you got another one? Long. And long. Also, and you hold duathlon. all three. And duathlon. Yeah. And you hold the Scottish 10 mile record for cycling. 100 miles. 100 miles, sorry. <laughs> 100 mile record. This is exactly why I want to talk about it. the exact same as Tom. <laughs> so, you are one of the most qualified people in the room and you bring a non-running um, side to it so which is good I mean like I've won a couple park runs and <laughs> rubbish and you, I think you if you're an accomplished runner you run right as well yeah you are a sub three hour marathoner so that, yeah and uh, 
What's your uh, half marathon meet? <laughs> well, I thought the craft is half marathon record in one twenty one. Yeah, pure Fiona. Never she wasn't there to defend it. Actually, yeah, it beats Fiona time from the previous year. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, so on to Fiona. Is this Hang on. my? Debbie hasn't had a fun fact. Oh yeah, yeah. Fact. She married to Kyle as a fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> She's got a, a make your own Christmas jumper on today. Too um, to buy my own. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, you made that. I yeah, made it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather nice. So, yeah, so Fiona, Fiona Bryan, um, the, the better half of Tom. Yes. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say Fiona's side, if I can remember all the achievements that you've, you've had as well. So, you've represented Scotland numerous times now uh, in the last couple of years over a cross country half marathon distance, 10k distance as well. Um, your PB is 30, for 10k it's 34. 32 or 34. I always get it confused with the half. Yeah. 34, 34. Or 32. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you went 32 Wait. for the 10k, I thought. <laughs> 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 one, no. one fifteen. Yeah. For 32 or 34, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got to get that to the second, yeah. yeah. Um, and marathon time is 248. Yeah. And uh, in Scottish, you what's your best Scottish national medalist, medal placing? Uh, I thought I was fourth at the fourth. national cross country. Yeah, last year. La- this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 2019. I don't think there was anything else. Yeah. 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 On, on the yeah. spot. Well, I'll, Let's get all the wives, mate. This is the I first know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is you should have sent in your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we thought our husbands would know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys did your homework. That's the, uh, you know... Probably not. That's just <laughs> okay, so James, thank you for sending in your bio as well. Um, and again, we've also had James on the show as well. Uh, episode, do you remember what episode it was? I think it was four. Episode, it was one of the early ones, yeah. yeah. We were um, just just for the just for the listeners. We are contemplating uh, uh, slicing some of the early podcasts because well, of the, the, first one, the, the sure. pure quality. Yeah, the shambolic um, episode or <laughs> debut, just because it was so <laughs> <laughs> not for you. No, it was. You're okay. Your your one was good because uh, you spoke sense. <laughs> Yeah. But also all the other interview, all the other interviews were brilliant. But it's just our horrendous, uh, <laughs> horrendous quality. So uh, yeah. So James, James, uh, amazing. You've been a physio for twelve years. Uh, some of the highlights to date are being one of the team physios at the Commonwealth Games uh, in twenty fourteen Glasgow, supporting staff in numerous yeah, I can't even spell numerous Scottish team events, including squash, curling, swimming. And hockey, um, and at the moment you're currently focusing on running injuries and loading-based injuries. So your interesting fact—I never actually knew this—played in the Highland League and suffered six fractures in two games, oh leg times Blimey. three. Then out for then out for a year, and next game back as well. Yeah. 
So I broke my leg first, and then first game back after a year, got elbowed and broke my cheekbone in three places. And is that why you started doing that physio then? Yeah, it was it. It was <laughs> not done again. So yeah, that was it. Physio after that. Oh, brilliant. And uh, Chris, how you doing? Not bad. Welcome to the show as well. Thank you for having me. Uh, did you send me your... I didn't send you oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own bio. Do your own bio, yeah. I'm, I'm much less qualified than most of the runners previously, having no international caps or... Uh, Although, well, fun fact by Chris, Chris is in the same boat as me in the sense that he has a, another half who has a district Scottish Athletics medal and he doesn't, <laughs> so it makes me feel much better. Yeah, true. So I'm just a, a normal club runner trying to get a little bit faster. Chris is no best uh, known on the podcast for for uh, shining bright on a hot day in London when everyone else wilted. Chris stood the test and, and delivered a, a fantastic uh, 239 marathon. Defeated Tom Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that um, Chris has beaten you in all marathons? Yeah, we one to zero head to head. Still zero to one, I should yeah, say. Still an accomplishment. And that leads me on nicely to, to Sam. How you doing, Sam? Yeah, good. Yeah, Sam Milton for, for everyone, just in case Sam, <laughs> Sam, Chris. Did we say your Senate? Yeah, Richardson. Yeah, that's okay, just in case. But we'll write it on the notes anyway. Um, so yeah, Sam, welcome back to running. Again. Yeah, it's great to great to be back at it. After yeah, such a, a long way off post oh. uh, London Marathon, you know. I know. Yeah, yeah. But well, do you want to just talk us through briefly, like what what happened on well, How long have we got? I mean, <laughs> it was one of those injuries that it was it was actually the the longest um, part was actually getting the proper diagnosis. So the day after the London Marathon, the MRI scan revealed a torn glute med. Uh, little did we know at the time that I was also carrying um, a femoral neck stress fracture, which was only diagnosed about three or four months after that. Oh, so again, um, that sort of slowed the, yeah. the sort of healing process because we were sort of rehabbing the the, the wrong injury. Yeah, you know, we could only go with the information that we had. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. little did we know that it was as severe an injury as it turned out to be. But um, no, over the worst of it now, as I say, it's about nine or ten weeks now consistent yeah. training. So. It's, uh, it's good to be back mixing it again and hopefully get along with some sessions with you lads and that again in the not too near future. Mm, brilliant. A fun fact about uh, Sam is last time Sam raced Kyle. He's got his fun fact. Oh no, I'm going to say well, this. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my fact. I, don't need, I don't need prep. <laughs> no, his top running achievement. Uh, retaining the Illuminator title and defeating a top GB international trail running athlete in the process. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, back, just back after his honeymoon. Rob Sinclair wasn't running that year, was it? <laughs> a win, a win's a win. <laughs> oh no, good effort. Uh, and then winning back to back, back to back cross country club champion as well. Going sub two forty five and one fifteen for the marathon and a half. Um, times that I didn't think were achievable a few years ago. You actually did a one twelve in Inverness. Yeah, so uh, that was in the lead so, up to London. So yeah, everything so was kind of coming along nicely, and then uh, that was it. You know, the uh, wheels fell off in London. So back to the drawing board, and as I yeah. say, next year, big year. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to set the record straight. Yeah. Uh, so although um, although Sam set in his achievements, he never had an interesting fact. Uh, uh, but he says he was a boring bastard. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is exactly what we need for the start of the podcast. <laughs> sure, it'll be fine. So, and uh, Tom, Tom, that's that's us. That's us. Up, uh, our our guys. And yeah. Guys for the for the show. So we've so. got it's a it's a northeast heavy uh, group. We've got mainly Metro Aberdeen, also by Murray Aberdeen AC. So 
It's a, a, a real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I say it having 87 miles, man. What, 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 Megan, what vessel went to the. Is it J- JSK? Right, okay. <laughs> right. How many, how many vests have you worn in the last uh, few months? Uh, come on, tell well, us. None, because it's a It doesn't raise. Right. We did say we're going to make this controversial and uh, <laughs> we, we, we might rub people up the wrong way, so feel free to rub Tom up the wrong way as well. But. <laughs> So, <laughs> so now that we've introduced everyone, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through a few subjects that are quite, uh, quite uh, flavour of the month in terms of athletics in Scotland, um, and we're going to use our guests to to debate it out and get a feel for how how the nation or how the northeast certainly stands on these on these subjects. So, the first one we're going to talk about is the equalising male and female events in Scotland. Now, it's something we've seen. In recent years, uh, Scottish athletics have increased the distance women run at the national cross country from 8k to 10k, and the men have been reduced from 12k to 10k so that we all do 10k. In 2019, we're going to see women move from four counters to five at the national cross with a view to equalising it completely in years to come, uh, and there's potential changes at the road relays as well. Now, this is not just in Scotland, we've seen it at IWF at the world cross level, we're seeing it across the, across the board. But the question is, is it right? So we've got uh, we've got two groups who are going to who are going to debate it. So we've got Chris, Sam, and Nicola who are going to defend the case to proceed with equalisation, and we have Fiona, Debbie, and Miles who are going to challenge the challenge the plans to equalise. So I think we should start with the defence then. Nobody speaks. Look at that. Do you want us to take turns there? Well, defence, l- lead with your opening the argument. So the way I see it is that this is the way that sport in general is going and it's the way that our sport is going and we need to embrace it. Athletics has gone from an entirely male sport in that it was 1928 when it was first included in the female programme of the Olympics to a rare sport where female athletes at the top level are giving equal billing to their male counterparts. Events have been... uh, the female athletics has been gradually increased with steeplechase only coming in in 2008 and I don't think anybody would uh, would ask to have that removed now. Nobody ever wants to go back when these things uh, come in and, and want, once they've become accepted. Um, time and time again women have stepped up. People thought they couldn't run the marathon. They have. People thought it wasn't worth watching. It is. So for us we really need to just see, see the increase in numbers that we'll need to make counting teams as a challenge, uh, develop our mid-pack, go out and recruit, and turn up at the national with six-plus strong counters. I think men and women are equal in everything else, so there's no reason why they should be different when it comes to cross-country. And men and women should be done in the same. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Personally, it's almost as if cross-country's stuck in a time warp um, again, we've said that we've been striding towards parity in the sexes and running for quite some time. And a personal um, experience of mine was actually before the New York Marathon in 2014, uh, where I had the pleasure of meeting Catherine Switzer, who, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, and for the listeners that don't know, back in 1967, she became the first woman to run the Boston Marathon as a numbered entrant. And it was actually during the run that a race official named Jock Semple, who was actually Scottish, <laughs> attempted... Is Jock still alive? 
Old Jock there tried to actually stop Catherine um, and actually remove her from the race. So it wasn't until actually 1972, which was what, five years later, that women were actually allowed to run the Boston Marathon attempt. So I think uh, that's a perfect example. How I, I mean, how, how ironic then that the Scottish Olympics are now pushing it, having a Scott who tried to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. And it was just, I, I just thought it was interesting to, to like put it into context on a bit like the, the differences, the discrepancies and distances. So the senior men were expected to run 15 kilometres, the senior women 8 kilometres, so it's the equivalent of women running 14 miles instead of the marathon. Or fifty-three meters instead of a hundred-meter race, you know. That's so interesting. when you actually break it into different races and different distances, it is, it's uh, it's quite it's quite interesting. And what was the reason for for the reduction? Was it not something to do with um, their their womb would fall out or something like that? I think people did say they were medically incapable of, okay. of running <laughs> running yeah. that distance. No, there was something about um, the reasons behind it. There, there was. Yeah. It was like uh, they, they felt uh, it was oh, too right. far, and your your reproductive yeah. your reproductory um, well, organs would fall out. No, honestly, that's that's one of the reasons yeah. for for not running that far. That's what they said. I mean, I obviously that's not true, but. Uh, so what you're saying is women can run, so they should run. Yes. Fair. There's no reason for it to be any different. Every, they're equal in everything else and tracker. And I think in, in ten years' time we'll look back on this and we'll we'll wonder why anyone ever questioned it. Strong arguments there. So over to the uh, the other side, Fiona and Debbie Miles. Why 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 should why should these changes not go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I can step in. I come from a swimming background and that's when there's lots of different events on in one day and watching a sprint followed by a long distance event is exciting for the spectators. I think if there's a one day race cross country, there needs to be a mixture of distances for the excitement to the spectators. And I think, I mean, yeah, okay, men and women are all equal, but then it takes a woman a lot like longer to run a 10k cross country than it takes a man so could you not just do it based on time like to have races where you equalize it so i don't even know if what the men would do a 10k cross country and win it in, but have then the winner of the female race winning it in a similar time and then regardless of the distance it's about the time that you're running for interesting I think you're starting to mess with traditions when you um, when you change these things. Um, also, I think you have to ask. You know, is it fair to reduce what men are doing? I think um, you know you've got athletes like Kyle looking to run eighty one miles. Are they really going to waste their time doing a, doing a six mile cross country? <laughs> Not so sure. Um, Chris mentions um, you know the steeplechase and you know how nothing's gone wrong there. But you saw in the I think it was the World Championships this year with Beatrice Chukovic going the wrong way on the track and, and missing, <laughs> missing Wait, water jump. Navigation issues. Yeah, I think it's I think it's dangerous to for these examples, you know, to, to mess with tradition. 
what, and what about the count? So one one part of the discussion is is so the distance is one part. The other part is is to go from four women counting to five and potentially six. Now we saw it at Balgauni last week, not the, the biggest of fields. What what's the what are the two positions on on number to count? Well, is it is it the fastest team or is it just the team that can get the most runners? Because there are less female runners than male runners. So, you know, if you if you have a say a strong team of four, but then you don't have two other runners, then you miss out on the team and then a team which is therefore not as strong and doesn't you know, in terms of speed and then they end up getting the medal. I don't know. I just it's the purpose. But yeah, then, if you were six to count, would that encourage me more people to take part? Yeah, I'd say it's up to the clubs to go out and uh, and make sure that they have a, a a larger and stronger ladies team than they have now. Maybe it's determined by the fact that you only need a four four strong ladies teams turn up with four strong ladies. If if they needed six, they'd go out looking for them and grow the sport. Do six exist? I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think going to six will strengthen the status of uh, women's running in Scotland? Yeah, and it may increase their participation. The clubs will really have to try hard to get their, their ladies out and get them travelling. At the moment, maybe they don't, they don't care because they don't need to care. Is there not a risk that if clubs have only got three, then the first three might not even want to go because they don't have... It's easier to get a fourth than it is to get, find three more runs. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and equally, you, you, you talk about, um, yeah, Fiona, you make the point that it's the fastest three rather than the, or is it the fastest or the, or the most? Truly, it's, it's a bit of both. You need to have <coughs> strength and depth. That's what yeah, makes the best club. And it's a club competition. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, okay. Good. I take that point, but then also. I think you could go too far the other way and just have, you know, if you've got, I mean, it used to be, I remember running and it used to be three in a team for the, for the relays and now it's four and I remember the first year it went to four, team struggled, but then I suppose, yeah, maybe that then encourages more people to come and then, you know, it evolves. But I think if we went now from four to six, I think that would be too, I don't think that would be a fair representation of, you know, getting... Not one statistically, I think it was it yourself, Kyle, that asked that said last week how many female runners there were in the Bulgarian race compared to the males. Was it hundred? Yeah. Was yeah. hundred for the females and then seventy seven? Seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 almost double the men. It was, it was yeah, seventy so something. Seventy two hundred ninety. So if you had six counters for a team, that'd be eighteen medalists. So and how how so many? That'd be a third of the race, pretty much. And, and how many teams actually had six runners? Probably. Apart from men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. I don't know if Scottish Lakes have looked at that, if they've checked, to see if they are, I assume they have, but to see how many clubs can field six. Mm. But it's a plan to go to four, then to five, yeah. then to six, yeah. so it would step. It would so I think we're at four already, it's going to be five in 2019 and then to six. Then, Is to be that, fair, they're going to. Are they going to review it? Review it yeah. okay. Some didn't have four at Balgarry, and some of the four counts were kind of from the. Uh, fairly vintage and veteran. Well, <laughs> 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 normally expect to to be required to. Uh, I'm not. I'm yeah. I'm not saying uh, you're kind of 35, 40 categories. I'm saying that there were a few fourth counters that were 55, 60, where you you wouldn't normally expect them to be making up the uh, the team. Uh, the team, yeah. 
I don't think they were meddling, but they uh, they could have had to have been, depending on uh, how fast the girls were putting them on. But maybe it's an opportunity for them to compete and get a medal. So yeah, it makes their race more interesting. Yeah. Do you not have masters team? Like, is there not a masters team in included race within the overall team race? Is there not there's, a masters yeah. team race? There's a gold, there's a gold medal for the masters team only. Oh. But you can count in both the masters team and oh, the senior okay, team. Okay. Was there not some debate as well whether or not there should be masters gold, silver, and bronze mm. teams as well? But yeah. But that's another, that's another uh, discussion. discussion but. So, so the other the guys who sat on the sidelines, any any thing you want to throw in? We will go around and take a vote on this, by the way. No, I, I think uh, some Fiona's point might be good to go on like time, because if they equalise the distance and it takes the female longer, then mm-hmm. they're actually having to work harder than the men now for the whole race because they're they're at their max effort for longer, so time could be a good. Mm-hmm. Good balancer. I think on the other, you talk about time on the other end of the scale. It's interesting if you've got, you know, you know, women are are, are slower in a, you know to be in comparing. So the back of the ladies' race is going to take a long time to get round, and that's maybe Marshalls. If it's a cold day, <laughs> and organising the event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is it a good thing or a bad thing to have the opportunity to directly compare your time to the ladies that have? run before you on a less churned up easier course I must say yeah. so then they'll, they'll come out po- point out that they've uh, that they've been faster than you yeah. when when really they've just had an easy time on basically going on carpet I feel like we had close times Chris didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know I bought these things up my do junior races have the same distance so an under tw- under 17 girls and boys races are they the same distance? I, I don't, don't think, think so, so. No. no. That'd be interesting. That's part of the equalisation plan. So there's no point in having girls run a shorter distance and then find that the minute they turn senior, they're stepping all the way up to ten k. Could we? Is there an option that we could have two championships and have like a short course and a long course to bring in? We used yeah. to do that at Booster. Why don't yeah. we do that now? Oh well, I suppose the other was two separate events, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Your short course cross country championships and your cross national cross country championships. But they've always been the same distance. Is that right? Yeah. Well, well it's always been 4K for short course. Yeah, the short course, yeah. <coughs> for the ladies, has that always been 4K? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing cross country a good number of years ago at the Carath, um, Castle Series, and mm-hmm. the senior women ran with under 15 men. <laughs> Boys. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was the same distance. Mm. Which is, yeah. It's not that shame for the under fifteen boys though. Yeah, but Rob then I ran with Robbie and he beat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even for the women, it must like you don't want to patronising. Really, yeah, it's patronising as well, isn't it? If you a fourteen year old boy is beating, you know, the the women is or some of the girls. You know, I think yeah. W- w- one of the best things about cross country is that it's a rare opportunity for the girls to to race themselves. And it means that the top the top girls rather than tucking in a pack of the men around them, they're able to uh, actually have a race out the front, and they have the responsibility of leading. Mm. So there, there is a danger if you move to the same distances, you yeah. might start to say, if it, was a, if it were a smaller race, you might say, well, we've not got time, there's, there's few enough people we can fit them on the same course, yeah. and the ladies' race just gets swallowed, swallowed yeah. by yeah. the men's race. Yeah. And but then I mean, maybe a good thing that men and women can't be compared in times either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that, that happens on the road. So, mm. uh, yeah, I kind of, I like the, 
the fact that you can actually see the two separate races. Yeah. What, well, I think that's a good thing, but the, you could make the point, so if we're racing the same distance, if you go to a, the, a, ten, a Scottish 10k champs, we're all running the same race, why not just have us all run the same cross-country event then? But also, why not have a separate 10k road race? <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to cope with the numbers in a cross-country. Yeah. When, when you see a televised uh, event where the women, so for example, London Marathon, where the women go out mm. 45 minutes early, you actually get the opportunity to watch a woman race properly. But at, uh, say, Great Scottish Run, the, the half marathon there, that's tele- they, so they have TV cameras on the leading women. And it always... And it, it, never looks, yeah, it never looks so good just having a group of yeah. men all around them. And they're not really running their own race anymore. They're just finding someone to tuck in behind. They're not really leading properly. It's, it's, uh, I think the, the racing is lost there. Mm-hmm. On kind of a similar note with, um, with um, well, my discipline, Ironman, there's... Um, They've now introduced, uh, though in the World Champs, 70.3, there's the female races on the Saturday and the men's races on the Sunday purely mm-hmm. to give both exposure and to prevent uh, drafting. Mm-hmm. And as you say, Chris, with like packs and girls just sitting in with a bunch of guys and getting paced, it's, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a lot more successful now. One, um, one, I mean, one topic similar to this is, so the three girls are here today, Nicola, Debbie and Fiona, um, you've all I think these have all won a ten. Well, I know Nicola and Fiona. You, you both and Debbie have <laughs> won a ten k road race in the female side. Do you think? Do you think if it was a separate female ten k race, do you think? Do you think it would it would be better? You know, do you think that's more beneficial? I do think if you get if you win the ten k, some people don't even. Not, I'm not going to say notice, but it's always the first three or four across the line and then it's um I think it benefits from it with the men because mm-hmm. you've always somebody to run with yeah but then yeah I suppose then you do get a bit lost like I think this year when I won Baker Hughes 10k they didn't even put the tape out yeah. for me because they didn't realise yeah. there was mm-hmm. yeah. well, that, that's what I'm saying yeah. it's like you, you lose that kind of you don't get the same you don't get the victory yeah, yeah. Um, at the end because there's all these other. I'm not saying. I mean, you and if somebody asks you won the race anyway, but mm. if somebody asks you won the race, it's the first person across the line. Yeah. Mm. Well, but Fiona, you run the Great North Run from the elite women's start, women only. Yeah. How was that? Grim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, but then, yeah, I think I think that's. I think it. I think it'd be nice actually to have some women only road races. Well, no, obviously there are some of the marathons, you know, for the elites, but then. But then you need the field, and then if you don't have the field, it's just it's pretty grim, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like are you looking to get a fast time or to race? So if you're looking to race, then it'd be okay. But if you're looking for a fast time and the field's weak, which it quite often is, unless you go to like the national or down to England, then yeah, I think something like the Abbey Dash or something would be okay. Yeah, but then yeah. it might not be for the people coming for a second and third female because they only they want the men to pull them along so Scottish Scottish like say right we're going to go women and men at the same distance of the National Cross we're going to do uh, six to count we're going to go six um, at the road relays to really equalise everything and also at our 10k challenge Sterling we're going to set the women out 50 minutes early to give you a, a race on your own how would you feel about that? why do we have to go 15 minutes early why can't we have our own race? alright ok you can go an hour early ok I don't like knowing that there's someone coming. You only get it minutes, <laughs> yeah. is my point. Well, some people might. But the, 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 the winning women won't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a normal day for us, yeah. 
Right, anyway, I think we can I heated the bait. Fiona and Tom heated the bait on time. Running shorts. So the feedback to Scottish legs is Fiona wants to say we'll be starting an hour before the bed No, I'm just saying. It'd been, I think when you've got a good field, maybe for a national champs and you've got a good field, why not have it as a separate race? Yeah, because they do for the constitution. So the point is, why not have it as a separate race? Absolutely. On the, track, the girls on the Saturday. We yeah. can finish. We can celebrate. We can get drunk on Saturday night. Then you guys still have the race on the Sunday. But we can just watch you. <laughs> if you think about it on the track, it's ridiculous if you were to merge, say, a fifteen hundred meter national champs for men and women. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know some yeah. of the best moments that come on the track, yeah. if you are winning a race, is that moment at crossing the finish line. And definitely, mm-hmm. if you're coming, I don't know, you know, fourth, fifth, tenth, yeah, you're still the Scottish champion. But it would be. A shame to you know take that more mm-hmm. yeah. raw woman of that moment. So I think it depends on the it depends on the event if there's enough people. Because like mm-hmm. Fiona says, you know if you're in a small elite ladies field and you're completely out on your own in mm-hmm. Newcastle wind and rain, oh, you know, no, it was, it was grim. I think it's it's really difficult because it mm-hmm. probably the ideal solution is depending on the race, depending on the yeah. and that just gets confusing. So it's mm-hmm. it's tricky. I guess it's the difference between a championship event and a regular event. So the Great North yeah. Run. Elite women are going there for a time, okay, a title as well, but it's a time. Whereas the national championships, that's where the oh. time is is interesting, but, you know, if you're there yeah, to compete. Yeah. <coughs> title, yeah. So at the BMC races in Glasgow, it was, that's, that's a race where people are looking for a time. It's not so much for, well, it is a championship. I think it's the East and the West District championships for the, uh, the 5,000 metres. It was the Scottish Masters mm. Championship. And the Scottish well. Masters as well. But so in the race that I ran in there, uh, Mary McLennan was in our race and she was the only girl in our race so all of the other girls were in races behind her so she was racing against people who weren't even on the track at the same time as her right. but presumably she was happy there because she was looking for a time mm-hmm. so that meant that she was I, running in a pack I did the same event the year before and I won the Scottish Masters title but the people I was running I beat they were in the slower race yeah so you go into it knowing that you have a time to beat rather than a... Well, I'd run it before they did, I think. Oh, right. I think it's quite odd, isn't it, to merge a championship with a BMC. BMC yeah. serves a great purpose for getting times to get you to that national championship mm-hmm. where you can get your moment to... Or not necessarily national championship, but bigger, yes. you know, Commonwealth Games and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they serve their purpose, and I don't think it matters that men and women... You know, you've seen lots of women. I think Ailish McCulligan's been dragged around to times mm-hmm. in BMC races that's got her onto you know, major championship stages. Mm-hmm. But it's odd if it's championships mixed in with BMC. Mm-hmm. So we've drifted away, I guess, from the direct <laughs> distances and counts. But no, it's a good discussion. And the feeling, the, the general feeling is that, so championship events, let's keep women, let's have, the women's races should be celebrated. And it is right that it's it's a race in its own right, it's an event in its own right. Um, we'll just quickly whip round to get a feeling. So in terms of equalising the cross-country, at 10k and having the same number to count, uh, a good move or a bad move for the sport? Chris? Bad. Sam? I think ultimately it'd be good, but I think it might take up quite a lot to materialise, but I think it will happen. Cameron? Yeah, the same as Sam. I, think, <laughs> you know, I, don't think it, I don't think it would work straight away, but I think it, we might would, would, yeah, it would probably work down the line at some point. Can it? Yeah, good, it's closer, but probably a shame that the men are coming down in distance so we're losing a little bit there fair point a point which we haven't talked about at all so oh, no, but we're not coming down, down anymore 
No, we're, we're 10k now. We're 10k, but what I mean is. As long as we don't come down anymore. Uh, yeah. Historically, from 12k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Because sure. English is still, what, 15, 16k? English yeah. national champs? 15k. Are they changing that? Or are they? Uh, I don't believe they are. I think they're reviewing it, but they're not changing it. The women are just going to do 15. <laughs> oh my god, I should be happy, but no. <laughs> Miles? I think it's a good move. The point about the steeple chasing going the wrong way was just a. <laughs> not my view. Um, yeah, I think it's a good move. Okay, Nicola? I think it's a good move to have the same distance, but I do think maybe less people to count because just there'll be less people in the race. It keeps the races more competitive from a team perspective. Yeah. Debbie? I'm with Nicola. Diana? I'm just mixed. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's probably good in the long term, but short term, I think, yeah, it's going to take a while, I think, for it to. to work. Yeah. James? See, you mentioned about English going to like their 15 kilometres and Scottish has gone up to 10. What's the ultimate goal? Is it going to be on a world stage? What's the distance there? So you can have to work it towards mm. the, the end goal. So yeah, you win the Scottish, but then the massive gap towards like the world or wherever you go, mm-hmm. you can't even be as close as you are to your, your pinnacle times or your pinnacle distances. So I guess you have to kind of think about the end goal, what you're working towards as well, I guess. Which for the the world crosses is, is equalised at ten k, so so, so yeah, actually the Scottish decision makes sense. Then. Yeah. Are the districts going to be? Because the districts, I mean, why why would the districts not be the same as the nationals then? That to me that doesn't make sense. I thought the women did eight k, the districts. Yeah, and I see your point. Yeah, the district should be ten k. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair point. Are they? Are, are they looking to change that? I don't. Not know. sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. That was a. Some good, a good discussion there, some good points. What's your, uh, what about your feedback? What do you? I, I've, I've warmed to the idea of doing of them doing the same distance. I'm someone who's a bit sad that we don't do 12k. I thought that was a real war of attrition. But um, the t- uh, I tend to agree with Nicola. I think the count, I think it will damage the sport going to six. Eventually. If they go to six, eventually I think it will damage the sport because you'll have, you'll have teams winning a medal just because they had six half-decent runners rather than a competitive team of four. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well, Tom. Uh, what I would what I would say is a great opportunity to to encourage more participation for 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 for, for women in, in cross country. Um, and if we can increase the participation then we can increase the number to count as well. So I think we need to be a bit dynamic and um, fluent in terms of changing it, changing the goalpost a little bit uh, through the years. But yeah, I think you know equalising distance is a fantastic idea and uh, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah. So right. what next, Tom? What are we on? Right, so we're going to go on next to talk about um, another subject that's come up in the Scottish Athletics this year. So it, the news broke last month that Scotland are, or Scottish Athletics, I should say, are looking at exploring a potential breakaway from British Athletics in the context of European competition. So this wouldn't affect World Championships, this wouldn't affect Olympics, but in purely in the context of European competition, I'm not clear whether that's just track, so Euro champs, or is it also Euro cross? Is it um, European? I don't know, half marathon championships, etc. So let's just take it as European competition. So we're going to discuss this. It was a uh, you know a club scene when you just, you hear very different opinions on it. Obviously, it sits parallel to a Scottish independence debate ongoing at the moment. So we're going to have Cameron, Debbie, and James defending the move initially, and then. Kenny, Miles, and Nicola challenging the move. So, the defence of the move, James, Cameron, and Debbie. What do you reckon? 
break away from Scottish Athletics? Um, from Scottish from Athletics. British Athletics, sorry. Well, it would um, obviously mean that it was easier to make a team, which in turn would mean more, you know, top level international experience for Scottish runners than they would possibly otherwise get, which I guess can only be a good thing in the grand scheme of their development and you know you would hopefully think we'd stand them in better stead to go on and make a British team at world level or Olympic level or whatever it might be um, so yeah there's definitely um, that <laughs> I think uh, to build on that you look at different sports um, for example curling uh, they represent Scotland and then I'll go and represent GB at the um, Olympic Games. So it's always like four years experience of competing for Scotland, which builds skills, arena skills, success and both failures. It helps build the athlete towards the, the ultimate own, uh, end goal as well, which we're always looking at is how do we get to the end goal and it's the processes that you have to go through. I think it's quite good that the athletes might be younger, representing Scotland, going to more um, games as such, Commonwealth Games, get a massive experience there and it kicks them on to push for the GB vest for Olympic Games so it's thinking about that whole process and it gets people in earlier when the, the directors of sports speak about his arena skills and I think that's really important that you don't just go straight to the top and you, you end up there with all the flashing lights and that and you, you freeze you have to go there see it expose yourself to it and then develop on it so I think it's quite a, a positive move and again to follow on from that I think that um if uh, we don't get as much as many opportunities to represent Scotland and we're we're famous for being a proud country and to have as many opportunities as possible I think GB is is great to represent because it always makes us push higher because I, I understand that Scotland's a small country um and England's much better uh highly and there's more population density there but I think that being a proud <coughs> Scots person you want to be able to represent your country as much as you can. So if it's at the Europeans, if it's somewhere else, again, just to follow on from getting experience to then represent GB, I think as many opportunities as possible would be amazing. Did you read that from a script, Debbie? Uh, there might be some notes here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty solid argument, I would say. Very solid. <laughs> so we've got Kelly, Miles and Nicola. What, what, why wouldn't this be a good thing? I think... I think depends if it's just if it's going to then go from Europeans to Worlds to Olympics. Um, I think it'd be an honour for people to run for GB. If that takes away that opportunity, I think that would be. I don't think that would be the right move as well. And I think if you're running for GB, you would get GB medical support and things. I don't know if Scotland would, as an individually, would be able to provide as good a support. Um, and I think running for Scotland in a Commonwealth Games is sometimes the pinnacle of somebody's mm. career. And if you then run for Scotland in the European, does that then kind of dilute the Commonwealth Games? I think to, to kind of get it's the support, I think Scottish Athletics, uh, Scottish Institute of Sport, have got, got a good network with a lot of their athletes just now. And in Grampian especially, we can actually spend a lot more time with the, the local athletes to give them the support they need as well. So I think that from, from the Scottish Institute point of view, there's really good sound uh, <coughs> support at both um, pre-competitive uh, level and also at the, the elite level as well, which 
I think it's, it's really, really good because you get to focus on a small amount of athletes uh, locally rather than people that are having to travel miles and miles to get the, the support themselves on the GP level. I think it's a bit of a you know like a brave heart mentality that will backfire. Um, the <laughs> Nicholas point of you know where does it stop? Um, if it goes to Olympics, I think it reduces the medal chan- Olympic medal chances for Scots at Olympics. Um, travel costs as well. I've I've seen come into it that you know somebody gets a qualifying time and then isn't able to go to the the games um, because of a lack of funding to that governing body so I, I would assume there would be more funding available to to Team GB um, than just you know if it was Scottish Athletics on their own um, Cameron's point of uh, qualifying times uh, sorry of uh, it being easier to make a team would the qualifying times change I don't know if it makes it any easier to, to make a team I think that's a pretty wishy-washy point from Cameron <laughs> 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 that's me <laughs> When you talk about diluting it down, you start looking at how many Scots are actually on the GB team now and it's actually strengthening. So is there a chance that we can actually build something that helps to strengthen that further? So it's not talking about moving away from Olympic levels, but looking about building towards Olympic level and having more Scots on the team. So Exactly. The argument from over here <laughs> would, would seem to be that they're all speaking about how we wouldn't want um, you know you to run for Scotland at the Olympics, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about running for Scotland at European level. So you know, got to be part. I guess it's part of the debate. Get yourself, man. Part of the debate. Got to dream big, though. Can <laughs> part of the debate is: is this is this the first step on a path? I think that's a lot of people's fear. Yeah, but that's not what Scottish athletes are saying. True. You know, you've got to take it at face value, Tom. So someone who's got someone who has the opportunity to represent Great Britain at the European Champs. So say, let's take Ailish McCauley and represent Great Britain. Uh, you won a medal. Is that more or less special doing it in a Scottish vest? Even if you change what again, curling. If you talk, even your head talks about putting on the Scottish vest versus the GB vest, and it's a proud moment for it. Yes, our heart's still in GB to the max, but also putting on the Scottish vest means so much to people as well. And I think still that, the same level of competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we we still love representing your your country, be it Scotland or GB, and I think that. And imagine winning, you don't get to with the Queen. Yeah. It depends whether the target is to get a vest or the target is to medal. Because if the target is to get a vest, you're more likely to get it uh, for, Scotland. For, for, for Scotland. But also, it's a, it's a lower achievement. Like, if you are good enough to get a GB vest, you want, you, you, you want to have on your running CV that you've represented GB. It's like you, you wouldn't want a, a district vest. If you were actually good enough to represent Scotland, you'd want to have had a Scotland vest. I think it's a process to get to the end goal is you have to go through the Scottish vest and then from Scotland you get noticed and then you start to get opportunities where you can then develop onto your GB vest from there and you, you learn it either through success or through failure at the Scottish level that builds you so that you can go and represent GB itself and if you look at Zoe Clark at the um, Glasgow then the Gold Coast and then going to be a GB athlete as well and that's a, a true example of how you can progress through success and failure and also really develop on to get that GB vest but then if there, if there was a Scotland team at the Europeans would they have had a team at the European Championships in the 4x4 in which case you would have then some people might not have been able to get a Scotland vest who then got a GB vest yeah. well, we're talking about the Europeans as being a stepping stone I mean what, what about the Commonwealth is that not already serving that same purpose 
I think so. I think it takes away from the uniqueness of the Commonwealth Games as well. If you start diluting it with um, the likes of that same opportunity being at the Europeans as well. And some people might get the first GB vest at a Europeans and then go into the Worlds, but then they might not get the opportunity to get that first GB vest. The problem with the uh, stepping stone being uh, being the Commonwealth is it being once every four years. If the way your career is shaping out, you're not getting that stepping stone. If you're missing a uh, if you're missing a Commonwealth, where whereas the Europeans is that every two years, two, two years. Every two years. So it means that there's pretty consistently opportunities for for Scotland vests if you were to add in the Europeans, and then also similarly for GB vests if you had them at the Worlds and the Olympics. Kyle, can correct me if I'm wrong. But have you not represented Scotland at a Worlds and GB at a Worlds? Uh, yeah, so the world, as a junior, it was the World Trophy, Mountain Million Championships, so that wasn't um, the IAAF, um, but when it became, I, I, could, I could be wrong here, but when it became Probably. IAAF, <laughs> <laughs> it became IAAF accredited, um, it then uh, changed to the World Mountain Running Championship. You're showing your age now. I know I am. It was 20 odd years ago. So you ran for Scotland there. So I ran for Scotland when it was non IAAF accredited. And the moment it became IAAF accredited, it was in the GB team. And were you prouder than us? Because you wouldn't know because you're saying you're 13 there. You weren't 13, but you were. No, I was 18. I got my dates wrong. Were you prouder running at the Worlds for Scotland or when you went well, to I, the Worlds? Well, a prime example is, okay, I, got, I, I represented GB in trail running, so it wasn't mountain running yet anyway, but um, but in terms of the, the funding I got to go to Alaska, um, it was all paid for. I mean, I had like a £50 contribution fee from Scotland, from Scottish Athletics to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to go there and, and to represent um, Scotland uh, and then the following year we got a week or two or three weeks of altitude training and that was again funded by Scottish Athletics and that was and then the, the couple of years after it then became it was a GB team and I'm sure if you get in the team it's a lot harder to get in the team now because you're, you're now having to compete for the same um, number of places yeah the same number of places but what was the funding like for GB last year? I'm sure year? it'd be about this. It'd be the same, but uh, you would you would get your you, or, you know everything would be paid for. But uh, the same with the trail running championships as for GB, I got all that paid for. But there wasn't any. Um, I mean, I'm sure there was opportunity for like physio and nutrition beforehand, but it was just optional. It wasn't like. But were you proud of representing Scotland at Worlds in Alaska, or were you proud of representing GB in Italy? Get that word. That was your point, wasn't it? I told you I'm a rambler. That's why I shouldn't be speaking. Where's this bell? Where's Kai Bell from? On the on the funding thing, so you're talking about that's an interesting point. How? What is a? Is anyone here? There's a few Scottish. Anyone been on Scotland Scottish athletics training camp? I have. Then I Scottish swimming like? training camp. But you always, all, I always see in social media all these. You know, top Scottish athletes when they're away in a British athletics camp, it always looks fantastic, all bells and whistles and, you know, really high performance. The Scottish athletics ones, are they the same level or are they a tier down? Um, I went to Portugal for many years and I went to South Africa and it, they were, um, they were very good. They were they're, good. Yeah, okay. no, I, no, they were. But they happened, that's like Yeah, they happened. Okay. I'm not at that level anymore, but, yeah. um, no, they were. 
know, I was that loved athletics? them. It was, was Scottish Athletics, yeah. yeah. It was uh, just before the Delhi um, <coughs> Commonwealth Games. Ah. But no, they were, it was small. It was only a small group that way, but no, they were brilliant crowds. Will Scottish Athletics be expected to do more with the same money, or will they have more funding? Because maybe they'll have less ability to spend money on these camps if they have twice as many mm-hmm. uh, events that they're trying to send yeah. people to. Or I don't know if they're getting more funding. I believe well, I they get more funding if they've got more people involved. I would imagine they're not. I would imagine they're taking. They're not. There must be a funding that they're. We must contribute to British athletics. I assume. Or maybe it's the other way around. Do we lose British athletics funding, or do we? Do we now stop giving funding to British athletics to represent our athletes? Mm-hmm. I don't know which way the funding goes. I don't know. I, I would imagine British athletics fund Scottish athletics, but whether or not they're funding that, sure that Scottish athletes and enough is maybe a topic. Uh, a headline topic for Scottish Athletics at the moment because they've got all these high performing athletes and they're not getting the funding mm. from British Athletics so there's again that leads into dovetails into the again going slightly out a little bit but you've got the, the head of the UK Athletics at the moment and I think they're he's basically he's on, trying the, to, he's on the cosh yeah he is he's, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's not he's not doing his job well I think it's the mm. But yeah. your next TV vest gone. <laughs> <laughs> what am I one hit wonder me? <laughs> right, anyone any but points we've not thrown out that anyone wants to throw in? I haven't answered my question. Am no, I, right? <laughs> I haven't, yeah. Am I still, uh, no one cares Scotland anymore. I'd probably say Scotland was amazing, especially going to Alaska as a junior, but as a senior represent GB was pretty cool as well and getting the getting all the you know, the bag and the, the top and stuff was Pretty special. Should have wore your top today. Nah, yeah. I can't. That was a Christmas jumper. Left on the inside line. That's <laughs> <the problem. laughs> somebody, somebody nicked it. I know that. It's invited to my cupboard. I knew it was you, Gavin. I have a question. What um, What are English athletics, Welsh, and Northern Irish going to do if Scotland break away? Good question. Because for me, that changes it quite a bit. If there was still a GB and we were not contributing to it, it would be disappointing. But if there were. If the other nations were uh, were doing the same thing, then I would be a lot more behind it. Does anyone know that? No, no. no. I know it's clear. That's the part of the, the concern. Any other points anyone wants to throw out? No. Cameron, what's so? Unless um, you've obviously given a, a side to defend, what is your position on this? Yeah, probably the opposite to <laughs> okay, what right. to defend. To be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. Um, probably say that I'd be inclined to um, stick with um, the Europeans being a GB team. GB man. Okay. Yeah. Kenny? Uh, I think it's a good idea, yeah. And as long as it gave Scottish athletes more opportunities to to go abroad and compete and get in the big races, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Miles? I think it's a good move. I think I've been stitched up in my two arms. <laughs> <laughs> But you know James's point about that process. I, I think as long as it's stopped at Europeans, I think it's a good thing. I, I think there should still be that opportunity to compete for GB at World and Olympics, but some more opportunities for you to wear a Scottish vest um, would be incredible. And I think it you know it stands out. Most people who have re- represented Scotland, I think it does stand out in their career as a as a real highlight. So I think yeah, as part of that process to to cope better at major championships, I think it can only be good if athletes get more chances for that exposure. I've got a question. See, right, we're representing, you're representing Scotland. Should they wear tartan running shorts? <laughs> I think definitely. 
Scottish Athletics Tartan. As long as they fit properly, Kyle. I can't have any incidents like that. Nicola? I think it should stay as it is. I think I think just having the, somebody's goal to run for GB, I think that would... Um, and run for GB. Yeah, I think. That's a goal. Debbie? Cameron's a traitor. I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought... I was against it, but actually now I'm for it. And not not based on today's discussion, but generally. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, if it, if it provides more opportunities to compete at a high level, then I think it could really be a good thing. But, yeah, I agree with Miles that I, as long as it stops with the Europeans, because you still need to have that kind of GB selection, I think, is like the ultimate. Yeah, but you'll have that at the Europeans. Assuming that Wales, Northern Ireland, and England don't all break away, which I can't see. I think it's just because you'll have Scotland versus GB. But with Europeans, Chris's point that it is every two years, I think that makes it quite. Change your mind. No, no, I'm, I'm stuck on this one now. <laughs> okay, James? Yeah, Arena skills, better athletes, have to go for it, more opportunities. Yeah. Nice. Rico? I would be for it on two conditions. And if either of the conditions were broken, I'd be against it. It would, need, it, it, would, it would need to be only the Europeans. Be, it couldn't be a stepping, a stepping stone to the Worlds or the Olympics. I think that the GB vest still needs to be a possibility. And second, second, secondly, uh, it, um, I, w- I would need the, uh, the other parts of the GB team to be competing themselves mm. as England, Wales, Northern Ireland at the Europeans. The idea of Scotland going up against GB at the Europeans doesn't really work for me. Sam? Um, I think just echoing what a few of you have already said, as long as it stopped at the sort of European level, um, obviously the opportunity would still be there to represent GB at Worlds and Olympics. I think I think it would work the more opportunities. I think the better for Scottish athletes. Yeah, I, I think I, I was one I've swung on on the fence, but I think I'm I'm behind the move. My only th- thing that strikes me now is, are we allowed to do it? I know they're exploring, but European athletics, I guess they need to, uh, okay, because it's an extra team, it's an extra, you know, and if, if all the nations do it, it's only introducing three extra nations at the at the event. Um, and Miles' question earlier about qualifying times is a fair point. I know he was, he's not the point he was making, but that's, I don't know how clear that'll be. So. But I am, I am pro it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm the same as you, Tom. I think uh, I'm, I'm for British. it, <laughs> but time will tell, I suppose. So I think the fours have had it. I think it's uh it's tight, but I think we're at a room of uh, the TRS friends are going for green light in the breakaway. That's it for part one. Join us next week in part two where we talk about the Nike Vaporfly 4% and we have our first ever TRS Christmas quiz. So have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you next week.